Welcome to Heroclix Borderlands. I'm your host, Shay McClure, bringing you the meta-casual perspective on Heroclix, sharing my insights, thoughts, and experiences with other players who love this awesome game at all levels, just like I do. Whether you're playing a casual home game, local tournament, or at a regional or national event taking on the latest meta team, this is a podcast for you. All comments, suggestions, or questions can be directed to our email at lostinclicks at gmail.com. That is L-O-S-T-I-N-C-L-I-X at gmail.com. Also, you can private message me on acrealms.com under the ID of Colossus TN. Or go to our Facebook page of Heroclix Borderlands where you can message me or just read the latest articles and videos I have run across about this wonderful game. It is great to be back. It's great to be going into my second episode since I had that long absence. We're on episode 40. It's called Rocky. And the reason why I call it Rocky is because none other than Howard Brock is going to be on today to talk about the future of the local scene and the rock tournaments. I'm just so excited. He had read a posting where I had talked. He had put out an announcement, and I had talked about my episode with John Carl and talking about rock and what could happen at the local venue. He he reached out in a comment saying that he would love to share his direction of it. I contacted him. He's very gracious to be on the show, and I just can't wait to pick his brain and see how it's going to affect us at the local level. So once you sit back and enjoy this great interview with Howard Brock. All right, I'm here with Howard Brock of Rock Fame, and he is going to sit down with me to uh, just kind of discuss the future of Rock, WizKids, and some of the local tournaments and future bigger tournaments, too. Now, before we get going, I always have my guests go through a critical hit of questions. That's 12 questions representing two dice. So are you ready to hit some questions here, Howard? Sure, let's do it. All right, so first question, ask this to everybody. When did you start playing the game? What set? Uh, almost from the beginning. Um, it's a really pretty cool story, actually, but we started playing uh, Critical Mass was out. Uh, the first thing I bought was from Infinity Challenge. It was the starter set. Oh, yes, that's a good one. <laughs> cool. Uh, so how did you get started? Well, it, 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 I was... Um, I went into Books A Million and uh, was going in to look at books and they have the, the center aisle where they have all the bargains and stuff on and they put games and stuff like that out there. And I had that Infinity Challenge starter set was sitting there with Wolverine picking out, peeking out of the uh, out of the out of the uh, little hole on the side of the box. And I'm like, well, I, I read comic books when I was a kid. And so I just got drawn to it and I was just purely amazed that they were able to capture something that small and make it look just like the comic book. I was just like, this is, and then of course, and I flipped the box over and um, read about it and, and saw that it was a comic book game. And I'm like, man, this is awesome. Well, my boys, um, Easton and Tanner, uh, they, uh, uh, they, what I thought was, hey, I'll bring them back by and I'll show this to them and see what they think. And, um, so I set it back down. I didn't buy it right then. Uh, about a week or so later, we, I took them into Books A Million and I told them that they both could buy something. And um, and I said, you might want to check this out. And I don't remember which one of it is. Which one of, I don't know if it was Tanner or Easton, but um, we, we bought the game. We took it home. And uh, we also bought a few boosters. There was a few boosters that were there also. 
And uh, we bought those and we played that night and we played the next night and then we played the next <laughs> night and we just kept playing. We were up late at night, playing every night. We did things pretty cool, different. It's a fun way of play for anybody that is getting into the game. And we just started, uh, we'd buy our boosters and we'd put all the figures in the middle of the table and we would decide how many points we would play. And then we would draft and we would do a free for all. Oh man, that sounds fun. Yeah, it, it was. That's that's how we learned to play. And Books a Million, I ended up going back and back and back, and there was no hero clicks left to buy at Books a Million. <laughs> <laughs> that we ended up going, um, we ended up going online and trying to find where where do you buy these at? I read the box, heroclicks.com. I found found a venue um, that was nearby, and we went in there, and they had tons of hero clicks and more sets, and we were hooked. There you go. You're a junkie now. A big junkie. <laughs> a plastic crack junkie. Uh, we're all we all get that. Hey, let's hit two. What was your attraction to HeroClick? So what really got the juices flowing with it? Well, I mean, obviously the first attraction was that Wolverine peeking out at me. That's the first thing that got me is the idea that I could play with comic book characters that I read about and there was a game. And then playing the game, um, the way that it was played with the powers and everything and the way you turn the dial, I just, I, it hooked me. Yeah, it is cool. It is a different way to play, a varying power set and how everything can go up and down. I find that very interesting. Um, so what was the first figure you pulled? I would say out of a blind booster, not out of the starter set. I don't remember. You know, that's what's crazy. <laughs> about we, what I, the first figure I can remember seeing um, out of that, out of that, uh, out of that set, out of the critical mass was Iron Man. I, I don't remember anything specific that we else that we pulled a set for that. I remember seeing Iron Man. Oh, wow. Okay. Iron Man. I can't remember that one. I know I came in a little bit later. I came in in Ultimates. And so, okay. But I do remember having Critical Mass boosters there. I remember most about Critical Mass was like this. Some Fantastic Four in there? Wasn't that thing in there or something like that? Oh. No, that thing was in uh, Clobbering Time. Oh, that's it. Clobbering Time. That's Critical right. Mass had, uh, it had a surfer in there. It had uh, Iron Man. It had the Mandarin. It had... Um, it had some of the uh, some of the cheaper stuff also that people uh, played with at the time, but yeah, th those were the the big ones. Okay, cool. Okay, let's look at number four. Who has been your favorite person to play against? Well, it had to be my son, and and, and uh, that's because we played together and we learned the game together over time. It's aggravating sometimes. I mean, I mean, early on, he never could beat me. Now <laughs> it's flipped. It's hard for me to beat him, and. Uh, uh, but that, yeah, it's, it's, it's him. I mean, that's why I, that's what kept me in the game. And it's what kept both of us get in the game this, this whole time is it's something that we've done together and, uh, something that we, that will probably always tie us together is, is the game. Oh yeah. And, and y'all been both very successful at it at a high level. And I must say that that's a unique and fun bonding experience. I bet. It um, is. Hey, what is your favorite power in Heroclix and why? And I always find this a very interesting question. A lot of people have different opinions on it. So what is your favorite power? Well, this is going to, this, this answer will probably uh, answer another question further down, but it's probability. Probability. Oh, why do you like that? Well, it's a dice game and everybody rolls bad. And it, I mean, um, I know the statistics of dice, 
Um, I played a little bit of craps before. Okay. <laughs> so I, I know how I know what what the statistics are for each for the dice rolls, and and um, having that extra roll just makes a big difference. Uh, I, I I can tell you, in a recent match, I needed it because I rolled a critical miss, and I was like, oh, man, that's the one thing I didn't want to take. So, yeah, I can understand that. Probability is always nice to have in your back pocket. So here's the big thing, and I don't know a lot about rock, but I was wanting to know, where did the idea for rock come from? Sure. Um, it actually started from Dragon Con. Um, back when uh, I used to go to Dragon Con every year. Um, I mean, I don't, I remember that was, I did, the first convention I ever went to was Origins. Um, the second one would be Dragon Con. And I went to those two conventions. I love Origins. I've, it's always been my favorite convention, but Dragon Con was in my back door. And when I first started going to Drag, Dragon Con, WizKids was actually there. I, I go that far back. So we would go every year. Um, and um, then Heroclix died. When Heroclix died, I became a, um, a, a pretty big su contributor, supporter of Dragon Con and Heroclix. And I donated uh, quite a bit of things every year to, drag to Dragon Con. I think it was two years, three years. I don't remember how long, it, how long the hiatus was, but I know it was at least two. And I, and I gave every year. And through that, I became friends with the guys. And, and um, I mean, you can even go a little bit where the idea came from, might even be a little bit before that. And that would be the big pre-releases. Um, okay. The big pre-releases that we used to go to is where I met a lot of people at Dragon Con and other places and where the game, where I discovered that the game was bigger than you. And so I've got from way back when in those early pre-releases, pre Mutant Mayhem, all the way back, I still have friends. Wow, that and, is uh, yeah. It, it so Dragon Con at that time, like I said, I was supporting it, and then the very last year, or um, the year before Rock was, had started, WizKids had came back. WizKids wasn't doing very much tournament-wise. There was no WKOs. Um, there was nothing. The only time that you could play, there was no pre-releases. Um, there wasn't anything other than your local venue and then going to conventions and, uh, the conventions were far and few between. So we, we kept talking about it and I got kind of, kind of pulled into it. Um, that, uh, at the time, Tony from HC realms, he was sponsoring the dragon con events, uh, through HC realms and providing prizing and putting up the money and everything for it. And the guys running it. And um, Patrick uh, Yokopo was uh, also there at the time, uh, Terry Terman. Um, and there was, a, uh, there was a couple other guys that have kind of faded out of the scene, but uh, they were all in Tony. They were all, we, they were all instrumental. And we were talking about that we would love to be able to play Hero Clicks more because we loved it when we used to go to the pre-releases and we'd have a large body of people and we would play and it was fun and we met people and so on and so forth. We liked that experience. So we started talking it up and uh, WizKids at that time had already mentioned to Tony that if we went forth with something that they would help. And um, so we went after Dragon Con was over, we went to a little restaurant, took notes on a napkin and um, 
rock was born. That's where the whole idea came from. And we just started talking um, on the in the in one of the back rooms on HC Realms and, and through emails. Somehow or another, there wasn't really a leader of of, uh, of rock at that time. Um, but we all knew what we wanted to do, but nobody was stepping up to do it. I had time on my hands at that time. Um, I had a company that was, I, I, I had a lot of extra time. And um, so I, uh, I just kind of took it. I just kind of said, okay, I'm going to do this. And then everybody said, well, that's what we thought you were going to do anyway. And so <laughs> um, I ended up running rock and um, I just kind of led the guys. And the first year that we ran it, we ran four or five tournaments with a, with a, um, with WizKids support a lot of prizing um, and with a championship at Dragon Con. And, and then we grew the game from there. Uh, we, uh, WizKids pulled out um, and we entered, uh, we talked to tcgplayer.com actually at Gen Con. That's when we got their sponsorship. And that's when we, that's how maps were born. Uh, maps were kind of, the way maps were born is kind of interesting. As I was talking to TCG Player and um, I was learning how they ran their magic um, competitive scene at the time. And I asked them what the prizes and stuff were because that was a, that was a void we had starting rock is where do we get prizing from? Um, we kicked around money and money is actually where we ended up going. Um, but also we didn't want to do just money. So we asked, uh, I asked them what, what they had and they showed and they showed me the play mats for magic that they gave out that were that players loved and i looked at it and i'm like can you do this larger can this be done for a hero clicks yes it could and the price was right and i'm like if we make these people will want them they'll be great prizes and that's where everything started well and it almost sounds like the uh story of how nascar started you always hear about them sitting it down and writing about it on a napkin and i gotta say me and my buddy mark we always talk about neoprene maps those type of high quality maps are always wanted i can't yep. get enough maps and i love the neoprene because you know you get all the fold creases and all that in your other maps you have to have some something to sit lay them down but love them so yeah that's cool and i love that you learned from the tcg and all that how what how they're successful Okay, so that's one dice of questions. We're going to go to the second dice, and I'm going to ask this because me and my buddy Mark keep talking about it, and we swear. Uh, I'm going to assume probably we did see you, but were you at Dragon Con 2006 and participated in the main Icons Collateral Damage Seal Tournament that year? Yes, I, I, I was at all those dra Dragon Cons in that time period. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. We swear we saw you there. I, I just I remember seeing you, and I believe your two boys were with you. Yeah, they would have been there too. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. We always say that, especially after we saw you when you won the World Championship, which uh, congratulations on that. I, Thank I know. You. So, um, so okay, I always ask my guests to tell me what Illuminati they would be. So if you had to choose an Illuminati that you that would represent you, what would you choose, Howard? Well, um, I've read the previous answers, and I would have to tell you that I'm going to pick something that somebody else has already picked, and it would be Namor. Namor. Awesome. Yep. Why, why would you go with Namor? <laughs> because I read him when I was a little kid in, in Germany is where I read my comic books at. And we used to go down on base and we used to get comics um, at, uh, um, at the uh, PX and uh, we would bring them back. 
And um, Namor is one of the first ones that intrigued me. Now, I like Thor. I liked Namor. I remember reading some Iron Man. But Namor, um, now Marvel's done this with several of their of their, uh, of their their uh, characters. Uh, Spider-Man is kind of that way. Um, uh, Namor is kind of that way. He was, he's misunderstood. And, uh, and he... He would at the comics that I remember reading, he was wandering the world, like not knowing, not being a part of Atlantis, not being part of the, the top world, not knowing what he's wanting to do and kind of being having a chip on his shoulder and and like kind of like the hell with everybody. But then ultimately, any time that he was faced with a situation, he did the right thing and, and it was on the side of good. And um so I, that's what I remember, and and uh, I, you know I liked the powers that he had. You know that he that he could go in the water, and that he had these little wings on his on his feet, and he could fly up. And I, I, that was just when uh, when I uh, that that's just what I remember, and I'd have to go with that. Oh, that's cool. I like that. I like that. Everybody has their own special place, you know, something they identify with in their characters. Now, that's why I always throw it out there. It's great to find out that. So, okay, so you've kind of answered this, but we'll go through it anyway. So your third one is, are you a prob or perplex man? It's it's definitely prob. I think perplex is very important. I like to have them all, uh, <laughs> but I mean, but prob is just that re-roll. Uh, I can't tell you how many times a re-roll has, has made a miss or uh, in when you're when I was out during an attack opponent's attack roll, and I can't tell you how much. I mean, I, I'll tell you this back um, back a few years ago. Um, everybody was playing Ghost Rider. Okay, yeah. And, uh, the the typical Ghost Rider team back then had Scarlet Witches on it, and it was themed mystical. So you had all these probs that went on. That was a typical. I did something a little bit different. I put, um, I think I had the Scarlet Witches on there, but I put uh, Constantine on there. Now, Constantine killed probs at that time, so only he could prob. And um, Ghost Rider had this power that if you put him, if he could see you, that he could take away um, a a um, one of your powers or whatever. And so I ended up Constantine ended up you losing his power. So everybody had prob back. And I was playing a, a guy up in uh, Canada. His name's Rob. Uh, Rob is uh, a pretty well known player. I'm trying to remember what his last name is. I can't for the life of me, but. Uh, uh, he was he was a world champion, and I was playing Rob, and the winner it was the it was the we were both undefeated, and the winner got to buy into the in the worlds, and um, he probed, and then I probed, and then he probed, and then I probed, and then he probed, and then I probed, and it just went on and on and on, and finally finally. Uh, the last prop, he says, okay, I got you. And I said, no, I have a theme prop left. And I theme prop <laughs> and I ended, he missed and I ended up winning the game. Oh, that's awesome. I bet that was fun right there. It was crazy. <laughs> okay. What's your favorite all-time figure and why? You know, I, I was thinking about this one and it's very hard because my, my figures change from time to time. There was a time I loved playing with Banshee. Um, there's a time I loved playing with Ultimate Iron Man. Um, there were, uh, you go back to Dragon Con. I won the, I won Dragon Con one year playing Honest to God with Swamp Thing. Um, Swamp way, Thing. Way, way back when. But I'd, I'd have to say that it, it would be um, Origins uh, Rookie Shazam. 
Rookie Shazam. Okay. Wow. Why did you? Why that one? Well, it was cheap. You could put a lot of things with it. In fact, I ran a, a double Shazam team that uh, that ended up winning of our very summer when it ended up winning uh, worlds the following year with um, Ben Chung. That's where the Nightcrawler came from. So you can blame Shazam for double di- Nightcrawlers. Um, but you could put two on the team, and which I ran. Uh, the, the the year that I ran that team, I lost to an, an, at the and I was in the finals, and I lost in, in um, to uh, the Italian champion at that that year. Whiz kids flew flew in champions from all over the world, and um, anyway, uh, I just love that team. Um, it he had um, he rolled. He, you had to activate him at that time. We had the phone booth, so if you used the phone booth, you activated him in, on turn one. And um, he was um, he had a long dial, and if you hit him, he came back around and started all over again, almost better. And he did a lot. I mean, at th- that time, he had hypersonic speed, um, outwit, prob, depending on where you were at on the dial. Uh, he he was just very very good. There you go. So I, there you go. Shazam. Rookie Shazam. Okay. This is an odd question. Your fifth question of the second die. Uh, what is your favorite mid-tournament snack? Because you people get hungry in those high-level tournaments. So what, what do you like to munch on? Well, I'm going to tell you something that's funny. I forget to eat when I play. <laughs> I, I literally get so into the games that um, I'm, I'm, I'm totally focused, uh, especially in high-level events. And I, I just tune everything out. I tune food out. I, tur- I tune no noise out around me. I just forget about everything. And then the event's over, and I'm like, oh, my God, I haven't ate. Now, if we take a lunch break or something, I'll go eat. But snacks, forget it, man. I, I just – I forget. <laughs> yeah. You're that person. You get through a tournament, you go, why am I feeling so weak? Oh, man, I need to go find me a buffet. <laughs> I, no matter how tired I am when the game starts, for whatever reason, I don't know if it's adrenaline or what, but I'm able to to focus. I just doesn't matter. I, I, I can be tired in between games, but when the game starts, I'm like there. I'm good. I mean, you must just you love to play, and that's always awesome. You you can tell. Um, last one, uh, and this is I've never asked this of anybody, so you're you're the first to get this question. What is your favorite team ability and why? Superman, because you can you can punch people in stealth. <laughs> that, that comes from a man that's had Batman coming oh, in. Yeah. Too. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Always well, love- you, can, you can also say ultimates because it does the same thing. But I mean, the the, the ability that takes away stealth that's that to me is big. I mean, when I first started playing, most of the Superman figures uh, that you were able to play were too cost. They were too costly. Uh, to build a good team around. Um, we didn't really see stealth busting that much until Ultimates came around. And then you had figures that uh, Ultimate Thor and, um, I, like I said, remember I, I, I said I played Iron Man a lot. That's why I liked Iron Man, because he could see everything. Oh, yeah, and you had that Hawkeye that was really good. Yep. Yeah, I, I like the ultimate set. Of course, I got started in it, but you was right. All those ultimates, the Superman, man, I hated stealth because stealth used to rule back then. I mean, yeah. Try playing a, a uh, and I remember doing this, and it's oh, it was almost boring. Although I liked some figures out of the set, the indie set. Uh, um, there was one flyer in the set, and 
almost every piece had stealth and super senses. And uh, I mean, uh, a lot of them didn't even have charge ability. I mean, <laughs> talk about a slow game. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're talking about death and sealed. You're sitting yeah. there going, I try, I try to remember, I think it's Angela was the only flyer in that set. I remember. Uh, was she a flyer? It might be two then. Semidal Ray is the one who I remember being oh. a flyer. Well, maybe Angela was. Angela flew also. There may be two in that set. I, I just remember they all had blades. They oh, all yeah. had stealth. And I remember purchasing a case of them for like 60 bucks. Yeah. <laughs> there, there, there were some good pieces in that set, though. Pieces that I used, actually, uh, with all, with uh, with that Iron Man team. I used uh, the rookie Johnny Alpha. Oh, and Alpha I, was really good. And I liked She a lot. She had... Um, she had stealth and she had super senses and she had range and she had a high attack value and she didn't cost very much. Oh yeah. There were a lot of nice little, what I call little filler pieces or throw on pieces. And, um, I also liked the uh, what was that uh, starter fast forces set that they put out the BRPD for the end. Oh, yeah. 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 The, the Hellboy and all that. Yeah. I love that set. I love that. Yeah. I love that little thing. Well, you know what? You survived the critical hit of questions, okay. and we are now going to jump into this main topic. I know you can't wait to kind of delve into this. And, you know, I call this Rocky because, you know what? You uh, Well, I'd already used The Rock, but I just thought, Rocky, you know, you're, you're starting this tournament. You're starting to build some momentum here. And so I just want to talk about – can you just – Briefly tell us the overall structure of Rock with the new WizKids uh, partnership. The first word I want to use is evolving. And what I mean by that is that what we're, I, there, there are things. Let me tell you about WizKids a little bit. WizKids is a little bit misunderstood. Okay. And I can say that I honestly was one of the people years ago that misunderstood them. WizKids has a reputation um, for not listening, not responding, um, and uh, not giving out quick answers and doing things that that piss people off. I can assure you that now that I'm on the inside and I speak to WizKids almost on a daily level, um, and we email each other back and forth, and I know what they're doing, and I can't speak for the old regime, but I can tell you what the how the new regime. Are. Uh, operates. They get very busy in things and sometimes they don't respond just because they're very, very busy. Um, but they do care. They do listen. Um, but they're very careful about doing things and saying things right. So they, 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 they plan better than people think that they do. Uh, they, they're looking ahead. They know where they want to go and they don't always share that with us. The reason they don't share that with us is because I'll give you a good example. Um, what I anticipated saying at the Rock Cup that night was different than what I would have said two days earlier. I had everything, we had everything uh, pinned down to what we were going to do and what was going to be said. And uh, two days before that, I got a uh, I got an email and then a call and that they were wanting to change some things that uh, for certain, I can't go into what those things were, but they wanted to change what we were, the release and how we were going to go about it. And and, they, and some of the stuff that we were going to do has actually been put off. Still going to do it, but it's been put off and then some of it edited. So 
the reason is, is they want, when they announce something, they do something, they want it to be right. And so even though there's plans, I, I know where we're going with rock and I know where we're going with whiz kids. And it's, it's, uh, it's, uh, it's pretty big. It's, uh, we're, I mean, it's, I, 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 I it's going to be unbelievable. I can touch on some of it. Um, and maybe hint a little bit of it, but I can't tell you exactly where we're going because it's subject to change. And um, I, they, they, again, we don't want to, and they don't want to say something and it be wrong. Uh, when they do something, it's locked in. This is the way we're going, and they're going ahead full, full steam ahead. Um, so it, maybe that answers that a little bit. Um, so as far as what as what goes on with whiz kids we talk every day we're only on what we're doing right now the uh, the plan is is that in january uh rock will be sponsored by whiz kids and um i can tell you that that's only at the tip of the iceberg with the planning ahead and how everything's going to work um there's things that i want to install and that they're listening to me on that i haven't that i don't have approval on i'm i'm uh, but they're listening, and I think that some of the things that I'm wanting to do is going to happen. Um, I'm, I'm wanting, you can say, WKO slash rock slash um, monthly OP kits. I'm wanting everything to be tied together um, to where uh, you are earning points um, to qualify for nationals and for worlds. And I want people that if they participate in these events to get something, um, it may, it may only be one point, but every time you play, I want you, I want you to get points and I want it to build. Um, have you ever been to worlds? Yes. Uh, I went the last two years. It was at origins. Yeah. All right. There's a lot of people out there that have never been. There's a lot of people that are out there that they don't qualify. Uh, they play week in and week out. They don't think that they can, they'll ever be able to go. They don't think that they can beat somebody. They don't think that they can get playing enough WKOs or score enough in the WKOs. And then maybe it's their dream to go, okay? But they play a lot. And I want that guy to, when he plays, uh, whether it be in a WKO, whether, it play in a, whether they're playing in a um, – in a rock event or whether they're playing in, the, in a monthly OP program. Uh, what I would like to see is that you get points for those and you develop points over time. So maybe, maybe you're playing enough, but it takes you two years to get enough points to go somewhere. It's like, Hey, I got enough points to go play in nationals or go play in worlds. Um, I'm saving up my money and this is going to be the year that I go. And that, that's what I'm wanting to see. I'm wanting to see a little bit more of that. And then also the people that are playing that are good players, they have the opportunity to go in there and they, they get to earn points at each one of those events. I like, I like that direction. I know um, that that reminds me of, I don't know if I can't remember the exact when I first started playing, I would say like four or five years once I was into it. I remember we used to have a summer OP event that would get you qualified for worlds or nationals. I forget which one, but you could show up. It got you that invitation. It was and it was held at a store level, not at a WKO level. Do you remember that program? 
I remember it. I don't remember what it's called. That they've changed over the years on how you qualify. Um, I mean, I go I go way back to the beginning. At one time, it, it used to it, you were it was really like four and one championships. They used to do um, uh, one of those Wizard Worlds. Wizard oh, yeah. Worlds would have a kids event, and you would go there, and each one of them was kind of like a national, but it really wasn't. Then they actually started having real nationals and real world championships and the quality the way you qualified has been different always has been different and i would just like to see everybody have a chance and everybody be able i mean if you look at other games that's exactly what a lot of games do i mean if you play magic you're there's there's uh there's points that you're earning uh when you play in a sanctioned event um so something along those lines is what i'd like to see happen all right. That sounds cool. I know uh, I love hearing that it's evolving so that, you know, we're still growing this. And I love hearing that they're listening. I mean, I guess I at times misunderstand WizKids. So it's nice to hear that little insight. I also like it that they make sure they do things right or what they think is the right direction. I'd rather somebody do that than sit there and throw something out there a half butt. And then next thing you know, it just blows up in the face or they don't deliver. So uh, if you're all putting stuff out there and you all really believe strongly in it, I think that's going to be great. Um, so, you know, let's get into some, some hard questions. I don't know that they're hard. They're just some questions came to my mind that mm-hmm. I just wanted to kind of clarify. But so we're talking about tournaments and I just wanted to ask, mm-hmm. how would the tournaments feed each other? So is there a tier system to your tournaments that you have that you can talk about? Do you, do you have a kind of clear tiered uh, tournament structure? Sure. Uh, well, first of all, I would say I'd want to point out just for people that maybe haven't heard it, that money's been taken out of rock and that we went to more of a point structure pointing towards uh, the nationals and worlds and then pointing towards uh, what we call our rock cup at the end of the year. Um, those, I also want to tell people that that wasn't, that wasn't WizKids forcing rock to not, because that's a, a very first, I knew that when we announced that we were pulling money and when we were in that we were, being sponsored by WizKids, that the first thing that they, people would assume is that money out was because of WizKids forcing that issue, and it was completely the opposite. I um, I actually pulled the money out to align myself with WizKids and what's going to happen in the future. Okay. That's um, so the tier system that is in place is also pointed, everything that we've done is pointed towards what is coming in the future. And um, the, we have, we streamline things. We used to have winning maps, trials, super qualifiers, qualifiers, mega qualifiers, regionals, nationals. We had all those things. Now, all you've got are, of course, states also. We also had state events, state slash province. Um, so now what you got is you've got winter maps and you got qualifiers and, and then you have a regional. Um, the qualifier would be comparable to um, what I would say a WKO event is or what a super qualifier event once was in, in stature. When a map is just like it was before, although it's been juiced up a little bit. And the regional is, of course, a bigger event that we can select, and there's going to be a lot more prizing uh, 
announced later on down the road once we get synced up totally with WizKids. I actually know kind of what's going in that what we what we plan and hope to go in the kits um, for the different levels. I just can't. This is one of those things I'm telling you that I can't tell you because it's not nailed down yet. It hasn't been. We're still discussing it. There's still other people that have to prove it. But I, I feel pretty confident of where it's going. But it's it's not nailed down yet. And I don't. We've been this part about we're not going to release information until it's until it's ready to be released. That's that's it's got to be right. It's got to be when we say we're going to do this. When WizKid says they're going to do this, that's what we're doing. Um, so the winter maps are kind of a, what we want, what, uh, we want, um, is we want, we're hope that venues start running a lot of winter maps. Um, winter maps are very economical and it's an easy, it's an easy way to get players in the door, especially now that they can earn points. I don't care if you're casual or competitive. Um, in fact, I recommend that people run them with a sealed. I, um, what you play at Battlegrounds, correct? Me? No, what do no, you play? no. I play at. Um, I'm up in East Tennessee, so I actually play right. at a local venue called uh, Dwayne's World. Saying okay. So how many how many players do you have that go there? Uh, at our height, we had ten to twelve. So we're we your height was probably WOL. Huh? Sorry. World light was that your height? Uh, no, actually, it was just uh, ooh, a few sets ago, the Batman set, okay. when it came out. We had about 12 people come out for it. Okay. Well, you just said the key word, when the Batman set came out. or And it was, it was they came out for the release and for the sealed, didn't they? It was for the sealed and pre-release. That's when we get the most out, and they come out for, uh, they come out because, you know, it kind of evens the playing field to them. There you go. Yeah. All right. That is that answer will be the same answer anywhere in America. Okay. Um, anywhere you go in America, they're going to tell you the same thing. Um, attendance week in and week out for um, for tournament play is down. Okay. So remember what I told you about the the um, the monthly OP kits. What I'm hoping to do with it, I'm wanting to have players a re- give players a reason to play every week, even if it's, whether it be competitive or that it's sealed. The monthly, so you have, hopefully you have the monthly OP program and it's doing its thing. Then you have the Winamat program that's a little bit bigger and you get a chance to win some cool prizes, some exclusives, some exclusive maps, so on and so forth. That's what we're shooting for. And um, so I don't care where, I don't, you can run, Winamap has no restrictions. You can run what you want. If you want to make it a casual tournament, make it a casual tournament. If you want to make it a sealed event, make it a sealed event. We don't care. Um, what we do at my store is we typically charge $25 for a sealed. So when I run a winning map, I charge 30. Okay. That's five extra dollars that plays. They get to play sealed and they also get to play, get all the prizes and everything that we, that we've got. It takes, you said you had 10 people. So 10 people pays for that kit. When you, if you ran, if you'd ran your, if you'd re- added a win a map onto your event, when you ran your sealed um, and you charged 30 bucks, you'd have paid for your kit. And then it would have, and then it would have enhanced your event. You may have even got more than 10, um, but it's, 
it's very economical. Then, okay, if you don't want to run a sealed and you just want to run whatever, I don't care if you run golden age, I don't care uh, how you do it. We're, we're not restricting you. All we, all we ask is that you run it on the wind. And um, it's only, we, we have, you should charge $10 is what we recommend. You're not locked into that. You can give, do it for free if you want to, but we recommend $10. It takes five people to show up to be able to run a win a map constructed of any type. And um, anything over that, then the, uh, the venue, of course, is going to get, um, going to put money in their pocket. I know of venues. I know of one in New York specifically. I know of other venues that they started running winter maps and they turned their HeroClix community around and got people interested in coming and playing every week. And, they, and they've grown their community. The, the winter map is a way that local venues can offer good pricing at a reasonable rate and get players to come back in the door and they can, they can, even if they don't do that well, they still. I'm wanting to still give them some kind of point to be used towards um, towards nationals and worlds if they ever, if they ever choose to want to go that that in that direction. So that's that. The qualifiers is that, uh, the qualifiers. Um, there are more points involved. There's more prizing involved. Um, our price point is obviously higher, but we've actually come down to a point because of taking the money out and other things, it's only 300 bucks. Um, we recommend that you charge $25 uh, uh, to, uh, to your players. It doesn't take that many players. Most of our Super Qs last year averaged 16 to 30 players. So if you get that kind of average on the qualifiers, which you should, it's not that difficult to do. And any venue can buy one. All they got to do is just go into the rock site and purchase one. They get them when you when you go to the rock site, you purchase the the kit, you put the date in, you put where it's going to, and then we put it on our on our on our calendar on our event calendar. Um, okay. It's it's something that's very easy to do. And of course, then you got you go up to the next step, which is regionals. Um, regionals are um, a little bit more handpicked. Anybody can ask to host one but we're going to select who we want to run the regionals. Um, after that, um, that's, that's pretty much it. We have States, uh, States is, uh, we blew, we're blowing it up a little bit. There's going to be some, I, I can tell you this, everybody's going to, their States are going to be blown up one because it's WizKids, it's WizKids sponsored. We're going to run two States this year. The pricing is going to be better. And I can also, and you're going to, you're going to get points, good points to qualify for nationals and worlds. And, uh, I happen to know tentatively what the pricing is going to be in there. And if that happens, uh, people are going to be fighting each other to stand in line. Wow. So there's going to be some hard fault events that you're going to really want to plan to go attend. And I thought you said in your announcement, one's going to be sealed. You're going to do two yes. events, one sealed and one constructed. Yes. Uh, and what we, and what we're going to do, um, it's a little trickier here because of what we charge. It's a, it's going to be a $200 kit. And, um, we, we, we recommend that you charge $20 for that. Um, for a constructed going to sealed, it's a little bit more difficult and we're recommending that the store should know they should know their, um, 
their player base. And so you should, we were, we we're going to recommend that you charge 30 to 35. 35 may seem like a little bit, little steep, but it's only $5 more than what WizKids charges that for any, any, um, any sealed event that they run. Um, but when they, when you, when players hear the prizing that's going to be offered in, at, at the state tournament level, uh, what I believe is going to be, it ain't locked in, but I believe when they see the pricing, they're not going to bat an eye to pay $35. Uh, I out, And it, what's really cool about that, there's more points and um, it, it's sealed. So, you know, you just told me that you get your biggest turnout because everybody think it, thinks it's an even playing field. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree with you. It sounds like uh, I, I just a couple of questions. So when a map and qualifiers, the way I hear you, they're pretty much as many as, as a venue wants to run, they can do it, right? Yes. The only thing that we have, winter maps can be run by anybody at any time. Uh, qualifiers, uh, I look at it. I'm, if I have a problem with you running it, I'm going, like if, if you put in a, I'm in Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. Um, if you were in Athens, Alabama, had a, which is about 20 minutes from here, and I wanted to run something, say on October 6th, I'm using that because it's my birthday. Um, if you want to run something, if I had a, if I had an event scheduled for October October 6th, and you in Athens wanted to also run a qualifier on October 6th, I'm probably going to tell you you can't do that. Um, I'm going to say that you can't run at the same time. That the proximity is too close. And um, we don't want to have people fighting for players that when you run a qualifier, you need to be able to, to draw from a four hour radius. In my opinion, um, you need to be able to draw from a four hour radius because you want players, you want your local people to play and you want people to come in from out of town. And if you're trying to, if we don't want events running on top of each other to where players have to choose which one to go to and that neither venue are successful. Yeah. Okay. So, so you, so you're going to talk about a four-hour radius on qualifiers, and then you also want to talk about how what's that radius going to look like on regionals, and how many regionals you really looking at doing it in a year? Well, this is what WizKids and I are talking about, and that number has jumped around. Um, it, when we first started talking about it, we were talking like 16 of them, uh, you know, for the whole year. Um, it may be more than that. Um, I will, that's something that I will have answered, um, by the first of January, but it's, that's, we don't know. And then I, let me tell you what part of the problem is. This all began in, at, uh, Gen Con. Um, I talked to, uh, Justin Zoran, the president of WizKids at Gen Con or over the phone. And we talked about a lot of things and, he asked me, he said, he asked me one thing that I said that I would do. And then he, um, then he mentioned something about his, uh, about doing something with rock and, um, down in the future. And the, the first thing was he asked me, would I, would I be basically an ambassador for, uh, for whiz kids and for hero clicks that if needed, would I be, would I be willing to go in front of other, like if we, if we have a, um, an open house somewhere, say an Alliance open house or something like that, and you have a bunch of venues there, would I be able, would I be willing to talk to them and explain how to run a good hero clicks, uh, program at the store level? And I said, of course I would. And the other thing was about, uh, doing something down the road, um, 
like we're doing now. But uh, that's when it first started. Okay. I got a call quicker, a call and an email quicker than I thought. I thought when we were talking about this, that six months from now, I might get a call from WizKids, um, something along those lines. It wasn't. It, uh, we've been we've been working on this. I want to say it was probably three weeks, maybe four weeks after uh, Gen Con, and I got the email. And it might have not even been that long. But that's when I first. That's when we first started talking, and uh, and it's and it's escalated faster than I thought that it would. Uh, we went from zero to a hundred a whole lot quicker than I thought that we would. The problem in all this is WizKids orders, uh, they plan out, um, they order um, what they have for next year, seven, eight months in advance. Wow. So, mentioned exclusives, um, sets, uh, chase figures, um, everything along those lines are um, are ordered seven, eight months from now. So they'd already done all their, all their ordering and everything for next year. So now enter, enter rock. And now we have to um, figure out how to take some of the pricing that maybe is in, in overstock already along with what's coming in. And we have to figure out all the pricing and everything. Uh, so that's, um, Next, my point is, I guess, about all that is that's why some of this is taking longer than than expected because it was it, it was it, it escalated a lot quicker. But it's something that that they definitely want to do. And next year, that being uh, two thousand and twenty, yeah, uh, won't be a problem because I'll be involved. Um, with WizKids and, and figuring out what we're going to do for Rock and for everything the following year, and the orders will be made and things will be a lot smoother. Yeah, that lead time that they need to get you in, like get your pricing set and all that, that's going to cause some like time issues for right now. But it should work out, and then by 2020, it should be running really smoothly. That's what you're anticipating, right? I, I from what I've, I think there's plenty of pricing. Um, I, I think that it can go with with where we're going, and um, in 2020, I think we'll even do more. I think that you're wow. going to see more. I think you're going to see more events. I think that you'll, I think that you'll see a spread of not just here in the United States and Canada, but beyond that. Okay, man, that sounds that sounds cool. I know I have a couple of listeners around the world, and they would love to do that. I know they talk about it. I've got Michael down in Puerto Rico. I have a couple guys over in France. So I know and, Michael. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. I like Michael. He's really good. So that's cool. Yeah. Puerto, Puerto Rico would be cool. Yeah. Well, we ran a uh, state, so actually it'd be a province, but we ran a championship for them down there this year, and the Puerto Rico cha- uh, champion actually came to the Rock Cup. That's awesome. Awesome. I know I knew Michael had posted that. So that's good that Rock, if you can expand out that international coverage, you know, you hear that, that the international people like more. So I like hearing that you are thinking international. And then one thing I want to know, and you've answered a lot of questions I had here in what you were talking about with you, how they're going to feed, pricing is going to be tiered. You're in discussion every day. Okay, this calendar. How's your calendar coming along for uh, finding events? I know you mentioned it when you you talked about it. So you're going, you're really working on a calendar so that people can go to and go find these rock events at. 
It's there. It's up. If you go to the Rock site and you click events in the left-hand corner, I'm using Google Calendar. Um, so when I when I when somebody uh, when we schedule an event or somebody pays for an event, it goes straight on Google Calendar. What's cool about that is if you have a Google Calendar on your own, you can share those events and put it on your own Google Calendar to keep track of it and get notifications of when they're getting close. Um, what I'm having worked on right now, if uh, you go to the main rock page, um, you see all the tabs at the top. Um, there's a, to the left of the rock logo, there's this some empty space. and. What I'm wanting to put there, and I'm having somebody do this for me, uh, I hope to get it up soon. It's going to be an event ticker um, that scrolls so it'll show everywhere that they're at. Um, and uh, that's that's what I have planned for there. So you'll have stuff showing that on an immediate uh, level that when you just click onto the rock site, that's right there. And then if you want complete details for the whole next year, everything that we got can be found by clicking events. Okay. That looks cool. And I, I visited the website and it looked pretty neat. I looked at your calendar. What's Google calendar, which means that you can integrate with, you know, several things, even on your phone. So that, that'd be awesome being able to find some events that way. Um, what's been your, I think you talked about it, but I really want you to just to listen. What's been your biggest challenge right now in implementing this? Biggest challenge is just really the is is making sure that what we do aligns with future plans. I want to make sure that that I'm trying to make an as easy transition to where we're going as possible. Um, and uh, a lot if and if you if you just pay attention to what I'm doing, they're all clues as to as to where we're going. Uh, I, every everything that everything that we're doing is 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 set for the future. Cool. I, I like to I like to hear that there's a far reaching vision out there. I mean that's that's settling to us, you know. Sometimes it feels like there's not a vision out there. And knowing that you're telling us that there's a vision out there and that you're planning long term kind of makes yes. people a little bit more stable with the where HeroClix is going and, and the competitive environment and maybe trying to get more people out to play in it. So I kinda like that. Um I know a lot of people are very love your rock age. Okay, and Wiz Kids maybe has a rock age, but not kind of like you're all. So, I mean, is that going to be evolving with this new structure, or is it just going to be unique to rock, or is Wiz Kids going to adapt it? What, what can you talk about it? Um, yes, I can. Um, where we're going uh, with with what 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 you can what where we're going to. <laughs> It's funny because I had this conversation today. <laughs> what, the question that you that that uh, that uh, you just asked, I, we had this conversation. Um, next week, I'm sitting down with Wiz Kids, and we're actually. Uh, I said, "What we need to do, and we, and we will do it, is we're going to make a order priority of things that we need to get done, and and everything from rules to, um, and and to me, formats kind of a part of rules." Uh, we need to get everything done, uh, ordering material, deciding what's in the kits, blah, blah, blah. All those things need to be uh, decided in, a, in a, an order. So we're going to have a little, basically a little checklist and we're going to go down it. We're going to do one at a time. Uh, we've already been working on a lot of it. Some of it, for example, the rules have been kind of set to the side. Uh, we intend to do it, but it's just not for what we wanted to do. It wasn't our priority. Um, so as far as format goes, 
Um, the answer that I would give you is that WizKids is focused on modern age. And they, they uh, and why in modern age and sealed, that's the focus of the new stuff and new product. And so when you start focusing on older product, that's not helping them with sales. Uh, they, they're focused on the newer product. And uh, I can tell you that straight up. It doesn't mean they don't, that we won't ever run something that isn't uh, modern age. We may, uh, but you're going to see probably more modern age and more sealed as we move along. And, um, but that's what the winning maps are for. Winning maps let you do whatever you want to do. I, I was about to say that, but you, you have that caveat where winning maps has their own format, which allows your local venues to try and bring in older collections and stuff like that. Do but, whatever you want. Right. And going up the tiers, though, modern age and seal is going to be more of a focus. Yes. Kind of help. But I mean, that's understandable. You know, it's very understandable. And, and I'm, I mean, I'm okay with that. So don't be surprised if you don't see a, uh, sometime in the future, a, here, a sealed nationals. Don't be surprised if that doesn't happen somewhere down the road. Wow. I, okay. And I must say, I, I'll just be honest. There is a lure to sealed. I don't know if it's a gambler in you or, you know what I'm I talking about? I, I absolutely love sealed. I love it for so many different reasons. I just, I like opening boosters. I like building. I like using my head to, to build something with. And honestly, I don't like always having to think about what I'm running. When I play in a sealed event, I don't have to build a team. I have to, I show up with my dice. I show up with my tokens and I, and I build from what I pull. <laughs> hey, that's it. That's a fun time. I love sitting down. You got two boosters, you got 10 figures, just putting them together and making those decisions, you know, and just going out there and running the team and having a good time, you know? I agree. And so I can see it. It's a popular, you know, some people don't think they don't like it because it's a little luck involved, but you know, if the sets are pretty good, you know, you can do pretty good with it. So I, I, I personally like sealed. Um, I think I think that sealed is a little bit of an equalizer, but I also tell you that the cream will run in the crop over time. That your better players will will consistently do better in tournaments, whether they be sealed or constructed. Um, doesn't mean, but that doesn't mean they win every one of them. Like I said, there's a little bit of a stabilizer in there, but you, your better players still are better in whatever environment that you put them in. Uh, that doesn't mean, though, that somebody that's not all that good doesn't pull that ultra piece that they can't win with. They can. It does happen. Yeah. I, I say sealed. Yeah, I agree with you. I think cream rides is top, and it, but, you know, gives a couple of people a fighter's chance to, yeah. you know, if they pull it. So that's cool. It also become a money game. Yeah. It yeah, is. I mean, a lot, a lot of people complain about uh, and, and constructed that it's a money game. It's whoever can buy and get the high dollar pieces. And that doesn't have to happen <laughs> when you play in a seal. Nope. nope. Everybody pays the same amount of money for the figures in front of them. So, yep. okay. So just to make sure we've gone through this question, but I know you're trying to be uniform with this because, which I like. So y'all are trying to mirror each other and get more yeah. uniform. And it's just like almost turning into a integration merger or something like that. What thing in rock, if you can talk about, it, do you hope gets carried over with the new structure? Maybe you're still in negotiations about it and maybe you can't talk about it, but is there anything just 
really you're like i hope this. No, gets- I, can, I can talk about that i can't tell you what it's going to be i can't tell you there's nothing locked there's nothing that's locked in in place um what i can tell you is that rock rules and whiz kids rules at uh at, will be the same okay they, they will they will be they will be the same. And I just found out I'm a granddad. So, <laughs> hey, right. Congratulations. That's awesome. Thank love, you. Love to be part of this. You know, it's going to be now recorded in history. <laughs> the next Heroclix champion has been born. <laughs> there you go. He'll be playing in his grandfather's Heroclix tournament structure. That'll be awesome. That's that was easy by the way that came by and told me. So, uh, that's. That's pretty awesome. I'll I'll call I, I'll finish this and then we'll I'll move on to that. And anyway, um, back to your question is that um, the rules will be the same. Uh, we the, one of the things that we'll be sitting down with and is is making all the rules the same. There's going to be some give and get, uh, meaning that there's going to be things that I believe that that WizKids likes that we do that will be incorporated. And there's also some things that they don't like that we are doing. I'm sure the one thing that I don't think will survive is our, is our tie breaking rule. I think it would probably go back to what it was. Um, things that I, things that I do do, you know, you asked me, what do I want to keep? I want to keep maps being part of um, team building that you're restricted to three maps. Um, when you, uh, when you build your team, uh, I think and hope that that one survives. Uh, another one that I want to survive that, that I, I've hated for, oh, for years and years and years is WizKids has a, that when you get a buy that you get zero points. And I hate that. In Rock, it's um, half the build total. And uh, that's one that I, that I want to keep uh, for certain. Um, our Swiss rules, how many Swiss, uh, number of Swiss uh number of Swiss rounds that you play to get to the finals. That's something that I, that I hope that stays. I'm sure there's some other ones, um, but, but I mean, those things are, those three things are really important to me, especially the first two is the maps and, and the buy rule. And like I said, there's other ones, but we're going to go through all of that, um, go through that with a fine tooth comb and there's more people involved I deal directly with one person at WizKids. I, I talk to others, but there's one one person I speak to routinely, and then we make decisions and come and we plan and put things together, and we pretty much see eye to eye on everything. And when we don't, um, we usually can we usually can compromise or agree. Um, that it's just really easy to work with him. And but he has a boss, and anything that we do has to go to him. And then he has a boss, and that's Justin. So. Um, every we that's who we deal with, but there's going to be some other people. There'd be, uh, I, I'm sure, I'm sure when we start talking about rules, um, they have a they have a um, a rules team and they have uh, devs, and I'm sure that all those will be involved in what we do. Um, like I said, we're not going to keep everything, we're going to, I think, we'll be it's going to be given, 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 get. Well, but it sounds like, and one thing that's really encouraging is that it's not just a sponsorship. This is a, as I said before, an integration. And I kind of like that, that you're, you're giving and getting and, and all that. And so hopefully we have something. Well, I think there'll be something very strong come out of it. Something fun and strong that, you know, carries into the future. Um, yep. 
And I don't know if you can. I'm pretty sure it's going to still be part of the negotiation. I don't know if y'all have nailed this down, but you have an idea. I know you stated that it's going to be 100 points to get into nationals and 200. Was it 200, 300? It was 200 and 300. Um, I will tell you that um, that's subject to change. We actually had had a conversation today. Right now, that's in play, and that's what you're going to get. I'm not going to. It's not going to. If we change it, it's not going to retro and change everything that's already done. But we were kicking around something brand new uh, today. Um, I'll give you some insight on, on this. Uh, I, I don't think that this is a problem. Um, but the wind system has some bugs in it. Everybody knows it's one of my, my pet peeves. There's, there's a couple things that, that really bug me about the wind system. One is the timeout is that um, the other is uh, the other one. I, I kind of roll all into one is that uh, it doesn't post standings correctly at the end because it doesn't understand the transition from seal to, to single elimination. Um, and also, uh, this battle royal thing that everybody that that we've done, we should have we should be able to put battle royals onto the wind system and so on and so forth. Well, I can tell you that I mean this isn't a secret because WizKids announced it. I remember I got an e I got a I got a uh, I got a email from them. Gosh, man, it was in the last year that they were about to uh, about to release a new system to take over when. Okay. And, um, that system was supposed to solve all the problems. Um, it never got released. Uh, they, there were some bugs and stuff, but they didn't, but I think that that system is coming along and, and it may be, I, th- I think there's going to be a win replacement at somewhere down the road and all the things that I'm talking about will hopefully be fixed. Also, um, because of that, we got thinking about a different kind of point system. I don't really want to talk about right now. I can't. I can't give you details, but there may be something that's even better that would actually encourage. Um, it, it would encourage players to play and get something the way I was been talking about, and also not to walk out on tournaments. Um, there, there's, uh, there, there may be a. It's frustrating sometimes when players quit, and it's still going to happen no matter what we do. But uh, on a local scene level, I know that I run events sometimes, and the guys will play one. Like a sealed is a good example. Mm-hmm. They'll play one or two two games, and then they'll walk out rather than playing through. And there's if this, the system that we're talking about doing, it would be detrimental for somebody to do that. Okay. All right, so that sounds cool. So the point structure right now is 200, 300. Um, it could change, but for the better, you're trying to put some incentive in there to kind of help along. Um, and I don't – y'all haven't set, like, how many points you can win at a win a map yet or in regional. No, it's there. If you go to um, – now, this is this is going to be prettied up, but if you click uh, on the Rock Cup site and you click host a rock, mm-hmm. uh, the three kits are there. And they're broke down, um, but that's this. Those boxes are going to be going away. I've actually WizKids is helping me with this with some graphics, and uh, there'll be some graphics that come in here that say all of this, but it's going to be a lot prettier. Um, so I'm waiting for that to get back, for them to get back with me on that. But uh, uh, 
first place for a winning map, it's first place is 15 points, uh, second place is 10 points, third and fourth is five, and then one participation points uh, for anybody else. And qualifiers, um, 75, 50, 25, 15, 10, regionals, 100, 100. The only thing that's not here is states. And um, I don't, re uh, I don't want to, don't quote, don't uh, lock this in, but I want states was going to be better. I want to say states was. Um, I know we give out more points in states. I, I, we're trying to enhance states. I just can't remember what that point value is. So I don't want to pick a number, but I know it's going to be better. It's either going to be deeper, meaning it might be, it might be seventy five and then 75 and so on and so forth. It, it's gonna be deeper. We want we want people to qualify and go to nationals and worlds. That's what we want to see happen. And I, and I love that you have participation points. Yes. You know, we don't have those at WKOs. You, you know, and WKOs changed to where they only take the winners qualify for nationals. Isn't that right? It's just the winning yeah, it's, winner? It's based, it's based on um, every eight participants, if I remember right. It's either four or eight. I want to yeah. say it's eight, but every for every eight to participants, one person gets a buy. So if you have thirty-two people, that would qualify four. Yeah. Now I think yeah. that's right. right? See, it could be that it could be four, but I, I feel like it's eight. Okay. I mean, I like it. Right. I, I like that you have it on your site. People can come out and look at it. Qualifier looks awesome. Uh, that's pretty cool. You know, seventy-five points. First place. I mean, you get a ton of points all the way down to 16th. So I, I, I think that's pretty cool there. So I, I love yeah. that. Wait till we wait till we add in the exclusives. It's going to even be better. Oh, I agree. I agree. I mean, add that plus. Let's talk about the maps, and that's you know, it's gonna, that's going to kind of lead us into this new local level look at it. But um, I love that you've got maps coming out that are. You and WizKids are in negotiations about which ones are going to actually turn into legal maps, right? Yeah, I, well, I, I can tell you this is that all um, all rock maps starting in January that we produce will have a WKO symbol on it. Wow. Okay. And they will be they will be modern age legal. Any map that we produce from that point on, that's that that part is accurate. Now, as to whether anything prior to that is going to be legal, um, don't know. I I, I I I would tell you. I mean, I I think I know what the answer is, but I but it's not locked in. Okay. No, that's understandable. I mean, that's still part of this talking process you're going through. So, yep. um, hey, here it is. You know, I, I wish I could say that I look at it at a national level, but really my concern is at this local level. And I know you wanted to really go into some, some talk about where you saw it growing from the local level. And it sounds like you're a champion for this local player Yes. to get their shot and just bringing back a feel a grassroots revolution like to re-energize HeroClix not at the top level at national level but at the bottom level at the local level to kind of reinvigorate it so what is your envision for the impact of rock on the local level we are healthy i mean and when i say we i mean HeroClix HeroClix is healthy on the national and on the uh, national competitive level and on the sales level. They had a record year last year. So all those things are there. 
where they are not, where Heroclix is not healthy, and I've been playing, uh, as we discussed all the way from the beginning, is on the local level of players coming out week in and week, week out. Um, and it frustrates me because they're there. Um, that means that there's nothing that, and they come out just like you just told me when you run sealed. Okay. So why are we not having players week in and week out? They love to play. They buy the product. Um, why are they not coming out on a weekly level? Um, I I've talked to venues all over the country. I, I, I was at a, the Alliance show. I've been to several different places at, at conventions and it's the same thing across the country. There are some, uh, stores that are, that have a, a better turnout and more successful, but overall across the country, what I feel like we're missing is the weekend week out. This is hero clicks night. Everybody shows up and <coughs> what brings what when, when they do come out sealed event, special event or a storyline event. That's what brings hero clicks players out. So there's not enough enticement for them to come out on a weekend and week out basis. So whose fault is that? Is it, is it because they don't care about the OP programs? Is it because the venue are, is not running the correct kind of tournaments to entice them? Is it, um, you know, what, what is, what is the problem there? Um, I think that it's a combination of those things. I think that the OP, uh, the monthly OP program, um, in my opinion is too plentiful. Uh, meaning that uh, venues are allowed to purchase three kits per venue. And uh, I think that we have an, a, a vast number of, of OP pieces that are available to the, so that it's like, well, if I don't really need to be there because I can get one anyway, um, I think that, um, that there's not enough enticement just to come in and week out. But so my thinking is, is that if we, um, on the, if the winter maps, if we add more prizing in, um, and, and venues can start running those on a regular basis, the maps change periodically. Um, if, and we, and we change our prizing out a little bit and they got now the opportunity maybe to win some exclusives and they get points. And if we can make that OP, uh, monthly OP program, part of points also, I, I feel like it gives players a reason to come out week in and week out. Oh, yeah, it gives you hope to do something bigger, I guess. Yeah, I can see that. And especially with what you're saying about the monthly OP, maybe we're getting tied in with the point structure and the maps. I mean, Heroclix players are addicted to Heroclix and maps. We all love our maps. We all yep. love, we want new maps. We want cool maps. And, you know, it's, it's about being able to have all these maps out there. So, um, okay, I'm at a venue. We've never hosted a rock event. Okay. Okay. We have never, I think our closest rock event would be, and they just started hosting them maybe this past year is, is Asheville. Um, okay. So I'm really excited that WizKids is now sponsoring and y'all are really getting into a partnership. And I'm excited to see the rock land in my area because I, I think that would be really cool. So how do you see, and I see Winamap as the gateway for yeah. venues to get into rock. So how do you see Winamap tournaments being implemented, especially in areas where you've never seen a rock Winamap being done? Um, a Winamap, I would like to see venues run at least one a month. That's what I'd like to see happen. I like to see them just do a Winamap once a month. And I have venues that do that. I have one in Mississippi. I have one in Michigan and they, consistently 
there's in Mississippi is really cool. Uh, these guys are not very competitive, meaning that uh, when I say that they have a they have a local crowd. They don't really go to the big rock events. Uh, three of them came up to uh, to an event that I had. It was a team sealed uh, that I ran a few months ago. But outside of that, they don't really travel. But they love the maps and they love to play locally and they run a lot of different kinds of tournaments. There's three judges, I believe, over there. Uh, they'll run. They'll what they'll do is they'll alternate uh, for the winter maps. One will one will judge this one. One will judge the other one. One will judge the other one. And um, they, um, it's uh, it, it works really well. They they run they run twelve a year. Uh, they run one every single month, and they love it, and it works good for them. And the and it draws the people out, and the venue loves them. Um, now they're getting points, and. You know, we didn't even talk about the judge program, but the judge program that we have in place, it's uh, we are rewarding you. You don't have to be um, you don't have to be a sanctioned rock judge, um, but you can be. But if you just run programs and run, run the run the events and turn and send us an email telling us that, and give you give a link to the event within seven days after you run it. Um, you're going to get you're going to get judges points and we have a tier program for that and we give out prizes at the end of the year to all judges um, we want judges to be excited about running rock events we want that we want them to have be motivated to run uh, rock events the prizing we're, we're going to be redoing the prizing um, uh, it, it will probably be sometime after the first year because I'm wanting to include some of the stuff that we're getting from WizKids. Um, and my the plan is is to include on that tier program where judges can judge and actually work, earn buys into nationals and worlds by just judging. Um, because let's face it, judges like to play too. Not all, I mean, they sacrifice and they and they and what they do is something special for us. They like to play, but they they sit out and they run events. And I want to reward that guy that does that. I want him to uh, I want to send if, if, if he runs enough events, we'll uh, send you some maps at the end of the year. We'll send you some um, we'll, we'll send you. There's a lot of different things that we do. And uh, Part of part of uh, what we did last year is we gave judges buys into the Rock Cup. We're going to flip that a little bit. We're going to give you buys. Actually, we plan on giving you buys into nationals and worlds. It's again, that's not in concrete yet. That's something that we're negotiating on. But that's what I want to be part of the judge program. And and if you got a judge that's excited about running these events, he gets the players excited about running the events. Um, and that's that's why we we're, we're trying to involve everybody. We're trying. I want I want to see um, you got Friday night magic. I want to see Thursday night clicks. I want to see <laughs> Saturday. I want to see clicks going on across the country that people go in and play clicks that night. That's what I want to see. Uh, the venues hosting events every week and, and it can be done. Yeah, I know my buddy up in Louisville, he has two venues up there, and I tell him I'm always jealous. They always run a Sunday event, and they always run a Wednesday event. He goes to both of them, and I'm like, I get maybe two a month, and he goes two a week. And I'm like, I, I just wish I had that down here. And, and they actually have a little bit less players than we do down here. But, you know, I believe 
And I, I believe you share my opinion. I, I don't know. My opinion is judges help make venues. I mean, a good, a good judge makes it more fun to play hero clicks. A good judge. And I agree. And I think if you find a good judge who's really wanting to put these tournaments out, you rewarding them is really cool. You know, and if I'm a judge and I want to run a win map, why wouldn't I become a rock certified judge so I could, you know, get something else from it? Because you are sacrificing. Uh, so what does it take to be – we'll just jump around here in these questions I've got because you just brought up a good point. I just want to follow up on it. What does it take to be a certified judge for rock? Okay. That's changed a little bit. And what we're, what we're um, actually terming those are WKO judges. Um, okay. they're, they're right now the rock judges. And so what you have to do is you have to uh, be able to pass a test. Uh, the test is something that if, if um, to, I have to administer, administer it live. So you, you and I would be an example of that. I can see you. You can see me. I see you don't have no cheat sheets in front of you. And I'm going to ask you the questions live. And uh, you have to pass with a certain acceptance level. And if you pass that then uh, you passed your test. Uh, you're allowed to take that test once a quarter. Uh, if you fail, you can come back the next quarter and, and retake it. Um, then you have to pass a background check. Um, we are requiring our judges to uh, get a background check. Um, I pay for that. It's nothing you have to pay out of your pocket. Uh, we have a service that we'll be uh, utilizing and it pays for a background check. Now, what are we looking for that? I mean, you may have a you may have something on your record. May, uh, it may be an unpaid speeding ticket. It may be that you did drugs 20 years ago and or actually that wouldn't even show up, but it may be something stupid. Okay. Uh, we're looking at the same thing that Pokemon and um, that magic and everybody else is looking for. We're, we don't want any child molesters. We don't want any people that's perform rape. We don't want anybody that has that set a set a store to the fire down the street. We don't yeah. want yeah, those kind of we don't want th uh, somebody that's a, 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 a convicted felon that's done thievery. Um, and and that, that's the things that we're looking for. We're wanting our players and our kids and everybody to be safe. And that's all that we do there. Uh, when you pass that, uh, we send you a little pin. A little pin says a judge on it. Uh, you would give you a few points. Um, now, I want to make it clear that you do not have to be a certified rock uh, uh, judge to be rock events. Uh, what we do is we put you on, you become a judge, you get a pin, you get a few points, and we um, put you on a list. And we provide that list of venues that these are our approved judges. And if you would like to run a regional, if you'd like to run a qualifier, um, these are guys that we recommend that you that you use. Um, you're not required to, but they're they they know their stuff. And what a we're going to reward them anyways. But if a venue wants to bring somebody in and they want to reward them, they want to pay them. If they want to give them some pricing, that's completely on them. These guys are not employees, and that's why we don't require them to be there. What we do require if you run an event is that you have somebody that knows what they're doing. Um, we're telling you that, okay, if you don't know if your guy's knowing what they're doing, here's some people that we know that do. And that's that's our program. And uh, um, like I said, we don't, we're not in a situation where we, 
um, are going to make you be a rock judge, make you be a certified rock judge. But if you run rock tournaments and you um, and you run them, the more you run, the more stuff you can win. Yeah, it sounds like it's a good incentive program for judges, and it also kind of brings a, uh, I don't know, credibility to them. You know, saying saying, hey, look, I'm endorsed. I know what I'm doing. And then you all are on the back end rewarding them with some incentives. So I kind of like that, you know, and you're also giving venues a chance to, you know, hey, you want to host this big tournament? Here's some guys that can do it and do it very successfully for you, you know, and that's pretty cool. Yep. That's the, that's, that's our program. And that's the purpose. Everything, everything that I'm trying to do um, is increase Heroclix players and, 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 and activity. Um, you know, one of the, our slogan is, is that we believe that uh, competitive play uh, creates um, community and, and, I, and, and it does. And a lot of people don't understand that. I mean, they, they view sometimes that competitive play, it's cutthroat. There's a-holes out there. There's, and, and stuff like that. That's not been my experience. Do do I come across them? Sure, I do. I also come across some of those same people in a sealed local event sometime. Um, but what I learned, um, and what I and what I want to try to share with everybody is that if you get a local crowd growing, uh, that you become friends, you work together, you try to all become better players together. Uh, you talk, you have, you start having a community and the community doesn't end there. If you go to bigger events, you start meeting other people. You end up being Facebook friends. You start talking to each other. You start when you, every time I go to nationals of worlds, uh, we come across people that we've known for years. We play that night. We all go out to eat together. We all catch up on each other and we all have a good time. Um, every night that we're there, it's, it's a community that has grown, um, that, that, that stays friends and stays and stays in touch year in and year out. And I know people all over the place. I've, I've lost, I'm, I'm sad that I've lost people in this game that was part of that community. Um, and, but that's, that's, what's great about this is that I, that when I told you that I started going to those pre-releases way back when that's when I became part of a larger community in the world. And I, I, it's a good feeling. It's nice knowing that the game that I love, that there's people all over the world and uh, that's, that play the same game, that we have something in common. Oh, yeah. I, I, I agree with you. I think community is one of the biggest draws of Clicks, And people who say high-level competitive events – don't have fun people there that are willing to bend over backwards to help you or, or, you know, be nice to you, or you can meet somebody there. Just have it. I don't think have gone and played in hero clicks at a high level event because I mean, I've every year I go to origins and I've been the last three years, I run into somebody new that I talked to. And since I started in this podcast, I've, I've become friends with a couple of people just through the podcast. And there's a huge community out there. I, I know this last year playing PJ, at, at the competitor, oh, yeah, it was, it was one of the most fun experiences I've ever had in my life as I got my ha- tail handed to me, but it was a lot of fun. 
He's he's, he's, a, he's a great guy, and yeah. he would help you. He would help you in a heartbeat. He would, if you after the tournament, if you wanted to say, "Hey, man, I want to be better. What do I need to do?" He'll sit there and he'll take your time with you. If you if you say if you needed to, uh, if he didn't know you, and you needed to borrow, uh, if you needed to borrow something, if he had it, he would give it to you. And that's the HeroClicks community that I know. Yeah, that's that's what I have learned since going to these big competitive events. And I mean, and people love this game so much and are willing to help each other out, even in the midst of competitive. And I think that sets HeroClix apart from a lot of other games. And that's what I see it as. It's a huge, nice community. Um, and one thing I want to talk about. So you had how many winner maps last year? Do you know? Do you have that? I don't know that number. Um, I know that we ran, we ran somewhere between three hundred and five hundred total events. Um, wow, that's uh, and I mean between all of them, somewhere in that range. I think that that number is going to grossly increase. I know that the numbers, the numbers that that WizKids is hoping that we hit are are very very high. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, they they want they're 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 anticipating really big numbers, uh, and we hope so too. And we think that when we add these things to the kits, we think that they're going to be big numbers. I, I just think that they are. Well, I, I would think so because of if you're putting a convention exclusives in there. I mean, come on, I, as a venue, why would I not want to get involved in that? Bringing that to my local players, you know, I, I wanted to bring something down to them. I mean, what? Is your goal this year to have every store? Is that the hope? Is that every store run at least one win a map this year? Oh, I'd love to see that. I'd like to see even more than that. I just think that if they do, if they do it right, um, what we do when we when we send a kit out, um, and you can actually see this on the rock, uh, if you click the toolbox tab, okay. it's something that I don't know if you've ever looked at, but that's a really, really cool tab. Uh, from the, on the toolbox tab, you, it says HC Realms, Rock, and WizKids. So all the red is us, and the green is HC Realms. You okay. can go straight to the unit section from there. Um, you can go straight to Rock Rules from there. You can go straight to a to a Rock Build Sheet from there. You can go straight to the kit content that's in each kit. That's what we we mail out one of those sheets, and then you and then it also takes you to. Um, on WizKids site, they're rather their legal maps, their print and play, all the good stuff. It's this, this toolbox right here. It honestly is something that every player should have on their desktop or on their because it's it's all the stuff that you want to know. I, I'm putting it uh, on my I, desktop I, as we speak. <laughs> uh, so if you click kit content, that that is actually the form that we send out with the kits. It tells what's in it. And it gives instructions on how the judges report, instructions on how they what they need to do, what our recommended price is, and the so so on and so forth. What I plan on doing, I don't know when, but I plan on actually getting some um, some material that we that you can print off also from here. But I think that we'll probably also send out some material, some flyers and stuff about what rock is, what what we're doing, and how it works, so that. Uh, venues can hang it up in their store and people start seeing it and start recognizing it a little bit. I think that we could, I think that, uh, I think that we're a, a pretty well-known brand. Uh, Rock is. Um, I think though that we could be better. I think that we could, I think that we could uh, 
being with WizKids, being sponsored by them and them um, soliciting uh, through them for our events. I think that's going to make a major difference. But I think that in the store level that we need to educate uh, the stores to promote the event also. And so we want to give them some promo promo material. Okay. I know um, I would encourage venues to at least try one rock win a map. I mean, I I personally am going to – I keep pushing my venue to try it. Uh, with you all teaming with WizKids, giving participation points, I think that's another uh, incentive for my venue to kind of go out there and try to do it, you know. So a lot of them, like, look at it and they go, I don't want a lot of competitive play here. But, you know, it's just it's just a natural evolution, it's, and it's a kind of reward for their players to go out there and try this win a map, especially everything that you got going on with it. And – one big thing I think is going to be a draw for the for the winner map is that map. And when do you think those will become legal? You said January, but these others are y'all going to make a decision before January, or are we just yeah. going to have to wait till January? No, we'll have the uh, we'll have something in place before before we hit January. Everything will be. We might release thing uh, things that we decide a little at a time. For example, let's say we decide what the rules are going to be. We might release that this week, but now we decide that these maps are what's going to be legal. We might release that next week. As we, as we, uh, as things are put into uh, the prizing is another example. Maybe we find out what the prizing is and we let people know what they're, what they're going to end and I, what they're, what they can possibly win. We will, that will be done beforehand. And um, that will, uh, it may come out, like I said, progressively. Okay. Hey, and, and I'm just going to get into some stuff looking at it from a local venue's point of view. How much lead time do you do? And this, I didn't put this question down, but I'm, I'm really curious right now is how much lead time do you need to, if I want to set up a winner map, how much lead time do I need to give you to ensure that the prize kits gets put together and all that? I like to ship out one or two Mondays prior to the event. And I do that for, uh, so I'd like the kits to be bought prior to that. The earlier, the better. Um, uh, the reason that I, the reason we do that is so that we, people, if you buy a kit today, you're, we're not going to ship that kit. And that confuses venues a lot. We're not going to ship that kit this week. We're going to ship it two Mondays prior to your event because we want you to have the fresh stuff in there. I mean, if you buy, if you buy a winter map this month and it changes, the map changes next month because it's a new quarter. We want you to have the new map, not the one that's out right now. Okay. So, so if you purchase a kit, it will show up two weeks before the event, right? So if you've not got it two Mondays, well, I won't say two weeks, but if you've not got it at least a week before the event, then they should notify you, right? They should. We have tracking. Here's here's how our system works. Okay, uh, when when somebody buys a kit, they go onto our website. There's things that we ask that they have to plug in uh, prior to the purchase. Tells us the event date, um, the the city, the state, so on and so forth that you're that it's going to be at. They purchase the kit. All right. The next thing that happens is when when you purchase a kit. We have an email that comes directly to us and says, hey, this kit's been purchased. We then print out the invoice. I then go to the Rock site and I put the tournament in the in the Google Calendar. So everybody, so that pops up right away. And then uh, shipping, 
then has a book. Um, now the date, the date is now also on that invoice of when the event is. So uh, shipping has a book, and they, every Monday they go through. Uh, they put everything in book, and every uh, every Monday they pull the book and they see what they need to ship, and that's when that's what determines how the, the kit goes out. Uh, you should receive your you should receive your kits um, one week in advance. Now, does that mean that we haven't had some last minute things? Yes, but we've always taken care of everybody. Um, when we use we use for our shipping, we use uh, USPS and we use stamps.com. Stamps.com will email a, a tracking number to the venue. However, the problem is is that it, it's going to email to whatever email address you gave me. So you got to judge that he's running an event. He tells the store, hey, the store, you, you need to order this. And so the store orders that. And so then we send an email to the whatever the email is that the store gave us. The store may or may not tell the judge or give him that tracking number. And that kind of disappears sometimes. So it's, it's happened several times. The um, we've got a phone call. Hey, I haven't got my kit, and it's 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 Friday, and um, we have to go and pull the tracking number up, and it'll show that it it'll show the kit's been delivered. Uh, we've had instances where uh, it was delivered next door or stuff like that, but we put the information in there. We ship to where you tell us to ship it, and we use the email for tracking that you give us. Um, so that's very important when you buy the kit. Remember that and. Uh, but that's how we do our business. And it sounds like y'all kind of work through this process to make it better. And I will say, I have talked to one of your judges, uh, John Carl. I don't know. He broke he, up uh, on me. I'm sorry. I, I've talked to one of your judges, uh, John Carl. I don't know if you know who yeah. he is. Yeah. I know John Carl is. Yeah. He, uh, he's my friend up in, in Michigan and he, he had nothing but good things to say about when there's been a problem, being able to just call you and just be able to get it all worked out as quickly as possible. So I, I kind of like that, you know, problems will happen. It always happens. You know, yeah. you're shipping out 300 to 500 in a year, you're going to have a problem, but your all's ability to rectify that problem or kind of get it, that's, that's reassuring to a venue. You know, if you have an issue, just give us a call and we'll get it worked out. We're very accessible. I mean, we can be contacted by email. We can be contacted by mail. I'm I actually on the rock site. It's got a phone number as well as a uh, email that people can, uh, that they can contact us with. I'm on Facebook. Um, yeah, I'm easily found on Facebook. You find me, um, send me a message. I, I, we, I, I, I don't hide behind the scenes. I'm out there. If, if you got a question, ask me, if you have, if you need, you need to know something, ask me, I'm, I'm very accessible, very available. And I like being that way. And that's the way I, I tend to always be. Yeah. And, and we appreciate it. And I'm just going to do one last question really about the maps is that, okay. So you get, you're hoping to have this huge influx. Now I assume, are y'all in control of the production of the maps or is whiskey is going to take that over or we're in control. We order the maps. There's two different kinds of things that we do. We order, we order enough maps in anticipation for how many kits that we're going to have. And we watch our, and we watch our stock. So in other words, if we, I mean, I know there was one quarter last year when everybody was just buying tournaments and we were running out of maps. 
usually I can get more maps in a week. Um, and, and sometimes in an emergency, even quicker than that. Um, they, they print them for me pretty quick. Uh, the monthly maps, um, there's going to be, uh, this is something new that, that nobody knows yet. So um, the monthly maps are, are there's, there's going to be two different ways that you can get them. Um, I have limited, right now, what I do when a monthly map comes out, I buy X number of monthly maps and I put them in, in, my, in my store, Lucky Dice. We put some of those on eBay. We put some of those uh, in our store um, and you can purchase them that way. And we ship directly to you, but I don't, but then you also can go to the gamer mat site and that's who produces our maps for us. And you can buy directly from them. Okay. What I'm about to do is I'm about to create a rock eBay page. Um, and, uh, we actually have, we actually, my wife and I have two eBay, um, two eBay's already, but I'm about in one of the eBay's we're about to convert to rock. Um, and we're going to put rock product on there that we have in stock. So you actually can buy through eBay or through the rock store. Um, so I, I'm flipping that from, from our, from our store, uh, over to the rock side where people can buy stuff. Um, and go on to eBay and buy stuff because we we actually sell quite a few uh, rock maps on eBay because I, I don't know why, but people don't know where to find us. They don't know where to find gamer mats. They don't know where, and maybe they just like buying directly from us because we are pretty darn quick on shipping when we have something in stock. Um, so that's something new that we're going to be doing. Okay, and let me just ask this. I just want to know. So do you have a set price for your maps or yeah. do they, do they yeah. vary? Or it's just set just right across the board. Uh, they're $30. Uh, $30. $30 for, uh, for monthly maps and they're $25 for, we also do battle Royal maps. You need to talk your store into buying some battle Royal maps from us. Oh yeah. I, I, I love battle Royale maps because the way they can, uh, you know, it's, I, they're bigger maps and you know, you can fit four teams a lot easier on them. So. We'll have a we'll have we just introduced one a new battle royal map at the Rock Cup, and we'll have a new one coming out in January. Oh, cool! I will have to talk my story into it because you know what, my players uh, players at my venue like playing battle royales too. Love to go buy boosters and go throw a battle royale down. One of the things that I did, um, a venue can do it, but it really isn't cost effective for them. But one of the things that I did at the Rock Cup um, on the last, especially the last day, people were still wanting to play in battle royals. Um, we typically run what we call rock and rolls or uh, hard rocks. And it's before, um, before the rock cup starts. And it, it's another way that we've created for players to qualify there. Uh, so they can play in these events and, and uh, get what we call tournament points and combine them with rock points and so on and so forth to uh, gain access into semifinals or finals. Uh, well, of course, after your finals and stuff are going, they don't, there's no reason to play other than for the joy of play, playing. We've only been able to give away uh, monthly OP uh, LEs, which is players take with a grain of salt. Um, and next year, we hope that we we'll, that during our battle royals, it'll actually be um, some of the convention exclusives that you would get just like if you go to Origins. But um, what I did is I just started uh, adding a map into the prize pool. The, whatever map they were playing on went in the prize pool. And cool. That sounds I, cool. Yeah, I, I can do that. It's 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 cost effective for me, uh, but it's not a, a regular venue can't do that. The other thing that we do when we offer states, um, also uh, something that's also different when you, 
I there, and I may even increase this. But when you on a winter map, you can't do it. But if you if you uh, purchase a qualifier kit, we do allow you to buy extra maps. Uh, there are maps there that you that you can do what you want with. If you want it in the venue, if you want to buy for your judges, if you want to do a fellowship, whatever you want to do with it, we don't care. If you want to sell it, that's up to you. But we do allow venues to buy extra maps when we sell them, uh, sell them uh, qualifier kits or higher. Uh, we also, um, when we run our state tournaments, we also allow them to buy extra state or province maps when they buy their kits and we also threw in um and we sold a lot of them battle royal maps so there'll be they'll have, there'll be a package again this year at each one of them where they can buy extra things that they want to have for their venue okay that sounds cool um hey I, I just got a few questions i know we've been talking about a lot of stuff and kind of pinging around um so I mean, see, so you're thinking convention exclusives probably around the first of the year? Yes. Okay. I thought that's we'd talk I, about it. I was say, I hope. <laughs> okay, I understand. It's all part of this. You know, you got this yeah. packaging and all this. You have to kind of get it worked around. But we're hoping, but at least beginning of the year, rock maps will be legal. They'll be in the kits. Participation points will be in there. The points will be in there. So that will start rolling. Yep, and I'm also um, we when I when I bought Rock, I, I'm, I'm kind of almost ashamed to say this, but when I bought Rock, uh, I inherited a lot of things, and and I I inherited thousands of top eight pins, okay, <laughs> that we give out in our kits, and we we made the mistake of putting the the year on the top eight pins, and um, so we've been this year we've been giving out. Um, 2017 top eight pins. I still have a lot of them, but I I went ahead. I'm placing the order. Um, I think that I'll have it in a few weeks, but we'll have new pins that, and they won't have to be dated, but they'll say top eight on them. Cool. So you can start putting those out there. Yep. Um, okay. So, okay. Do you have any other advice for, okay, I've got a first time store. They're going to host a rock. Do you have any other advice on how they can do a win a map? Sealed is the easiest thing to do. It doesn't take a lot of thought to do it. Just do a sealed. It's that high recommendation charge. Do a sealed $30. Or, and if not, then do you either do one or two things. You need to know your community. Uh, you run a modern. You run a, you run a modern is the, is the next easiest thing to do. 300 points modern. After that, if, if, they, if you don't feel like you're going to have players that come out to that, create something that is a, a, a fun draw for everybody. Uh, I ran, we ran a midnight tournament um, and, um, and I don't remember what I titled it, but I, it's something that I made up. We ran a midnight tournament that was a big hit at the Rock Cup. And what that was, it was a constructed 300 points and you had one figure on your team and it could be just one figure. You could just take that Goblin King you got laying on your on your laptop, oh, yeah. and your figure. But he became the head guy. So anytime you had to roll before the before the um, if I remember right, before each turn you had to roll dice. And if you roll dice and doubles came up, then your highest pointed figure swapped with the other highest pointed figure. Oh, yeah. crazy chaos there. Yeah, so that went on all game long. And uh, it, 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 it's a lot of fun. 
There's no way you can build teams that take advantage of that situation. Um, and it's and if you a lot of players made the mistake of of, uh, of running like a goblin king and they instantly lost their goblin king <laughs> on turn one. And it's just a lot of fun. And uh, create if if create something that's fun. I mean, that if you can't if you have players that want to play something fun or they're worried about the competitive environment, create something that's fun. Hey, there you go. That's great advice. And I always say, once you get it started and you can, I think it can carry itself. You know, you'll find the crowd kind of grow with it. Um, you know, talking about a local player's worry, should a, should a venue worry about prize sharking, especially once convention exclusives come in when they put out Wyndham Maps, or do you think that'll be just naturally taken care of? When you uh, a qualifier event, you're going to have competitive players playing, and they're going to be drawn from a four-hour radius anyway. So everybody, if you don't win, there's no prize sharking. Everybody's trying to win, right? right? It just is on a, on a local level. When you run Winter Maps, um, if you are experienced that, the answer to that is run sealed. You can't really prize shark, and you can't really um, you know, and run fun tournaments. I mean, you prize shark all you want, but you throw those doubles and you lose your Goblin King, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> it comes out, and that's, and that's the beauty of you allowing uh, venues to do whatever they want at the window map. Yeah, you know it, it. It it lets them police their own force. You know, exactly. what, whatever. And so that's that's what I like. Really cool. Um, let's see. I'm in an area that's kind of devoid of WKOs. I, I don't know if you know, but where I'm located, I have to travel either all the way to Big Bang up in Lexington. How far is I'm, that for you? I, I'm sorry, not Big Bang. I'd have to travel to Rusty Scabbard in Lexington. Okay. It is a up in uh, yeah. Yeah, three and a half hour drive, or I have to go six hours to Richmond. And that's the two closest, or five hours to Charleston. That's my closest ones. It's uh, so it's a decent haul. So, is there regions that you are really hoping to get some regionals in? Are you looking at the map and going, you know, we're kind of devoid here? I wonder why. Or, or are you just hoping that venues just kind of offer themselves up? Well, I'm both, but uh, what I will tell you is this, in the regard to states and regard to regionals, where we have more of a selection, where we say, okay, you're going to get states, or hey, you're going to get regional. Of course, we look at an area. So let's say we want to run a southeastern regional. I'm going to look... Um, of course, I've got my own store, so southeastern is, is, is kind of unfair, but I'm not going to hog all of Southeast. We might run two or three in the Southeast and we might, and I might defer um, not running one this quarter and give it to somebody else. Um, But how we make our decision, the first and foremost thing is we are going to reward the venue that does business with us. So if you're running winning maps and you're running, um, and you're running qualifiers and you're and you're and you've been doing business with us for a while and you got this in the in this and you've got this store that's that's a few hours away that hasn't done any business with us but they're nicer than you they're bigger than you they've got a better location than you um and they would be perfect for what we what we want to do uh but you want to run that event we're going to give it to you as long as you can have the ability to host it we're going to we're going to we're going to do business with the people that do business with us. Uh, sometimes when it's not even advantageous uh, proximity wise, for example, 
uh, space cadets in um, the, the, Texas is a big state. Probably the ideal place to have a tournament would be maybe Dallas. I'd say Dallas is probably the best place because it's kind of almost in the center of the state, not dead center, but it's the best place, in my opinion, that's got big venues that would host it. But we do business with a venue that's all the way down in Houston. They've, they've been doing business with us since day one. They they run um, re, they've run regional states, winter maps, uh, qualifiers, super qualifiers. They've been doing it for a long time, and um, they are they, we're going to give them their we're going to do business with them first. So if you want to run these big events, you need to run the little ones. Be, be active. We're, we're, it's just like anything else. We're, we're going to, we reward our judges when they run events. We reward our uh, players by playing in events and we reward venues by running events. Would you, okay. And you know, I like that because I also want to talk about Majestics and the new Houston shootout yeah. series. Would you like to see more of those happen? throughout the- yeah it's gonna have to be a little different than it was before um we modified and did some special pricing and kits for those events and not gonna be able to do that so much anymore you're pretty much you you can um we, we can work with you on maybe setting up something that feeds into another thing but for uh houston what i would um what i would be more likely to do say for the houston shootout because what they did is they ran qualifiers that fed into a no they ran super cues that fed into a mega super cue and what i would tell them instead to do they could they could do this one or two ways um they can run some qualifiers i'm I'm some winter maps that feed into a a qualifier i might could even award a regional for, for something like that, that all feed into each other. And we work out some kind of prizing that's maybe that maybe we can sell them. That's a little bit extra and over and beyond. But um, I, it, it, you really need to start at the smaller levels and work your way in into the, the bigger levels. Well, I, I know I had talked with our uh, – I have a buddy in Asheville, which Asheville is only an hour from us. And I talked, we had talked about having winter maps and trying to alternate them at stores, yeah. our store and their store, and trying to help each other out by, you know, travel. It's not a huge travel. And I, I, I was, became very interested in maybe trying to start a series like that or something like that. Yeah. I thought that might be cool for our area, the Smoky Mountain region, since there's, I mean, we just don't have that many venues around here and it might be able to kind of help grow theirs and ours and kind of see some stuff. But um, well, here's, what I, here's one thing that you can do. You can, um, you can take those things, take, run those, use the points that, that we give out and use those as a standard um, for like your winter maps and keep up with the points and whoever wins the most points, the store that wins, however you want to do it, um, I'd be more than glad to sell you some kind of special prize, or maybe you guys can even create a special prize um, that that wins wins that overall. Oh, that'd be cool. Uh, yeah, I like that. I mean, I, I believe uh, the direction your head is pretty neat and exciting, and you're only giving us a small tip of the iceberg. I know you know there's a lot more underneath, and it's going to shove its way to the top soon enough. And I can't wait to hear about it and see it happen. Um, I know, we've gone through this. I think we've answered about every question I had, except 
too, and I, let me get to this one. There are critics of rock tournaments, you yeah. know, and they have their own complaints and issues. And I, w- I want you, what would you say to critics about the rock tournaments at a local level? What would you want to kind of talk to them about about it? Uh, well, the first thing I would say about a lot of the critics that, that are talking, they don't play. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. <laughs> they, 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 um, they, you have a lot of uh, armchair quarterbacks or armchair Heroclix players <laughs> that are not participating and, and like to critique from afar and don't really get out there. Uh, I mean, there's, there's a gentleman, and I'm not naming names, um, that he, he up in Pennsylvania and he was complaining about that. We put the, uh, the state championship in the center of the state and it was too far for him to go. And he was, he was on, in Philadelphia and he felt like Philadelphia was huge and that the state championship should be in Philadelphia. Okay. Um, another guy that was running a state championship in New Jersey, which is a, his venue was across the bridge, literally, oh, wow literally like um, 10, 15 miles. And he chimed in and says, well, why don't you just come on over here, man? I got an open seat. Can't wait to see you and all that. And the guy said, no, I, I can't make that. I have to pay tolls and it's too, and I don't want to go over there. Now this is, a, okay. And I, he's never played in any rock event, but he's been an avid critic over, over rock uh, ever since the very beginning. There's a lot of those guys. Now there are some that are, there are players that uh, uh, I, I would say you have armchair warriors that don't play and you have the other mix are people that are just all about casual play and have no interest in competitive clicks. And I'm like, okay, we have a place for you to play, play in these winter maps, play in some of this stuff. Play in the fun stuff. Play in the seal. Play in some wacky tournaments. Get creative. We 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 want you to be there too. And if you earn enough points to by playing in these wacky tournaments over the next few years to be able to go to nationals or to worlds, come on. We we're more than glad to have you, and you can build a team and compete with everybody else. That sounds that sounds good. Now, as I said, we come back to this win a map and its open structure. You know, yeah, the casual player has a place in the rock. A, I'm well in the winter maps and you know it, it opens access to a lot of stuff the new maps uh, convention exclusives coming you know and that they wouldn't normally go to so I like that so we've talked about a lot is there anything you really want to add did, did we not hit something you really want to talk about or want to add about your you're, you're world very, order? your questions are very thorough you did you did some good stuff um, enjoyed it the only thing that I think that I brought up that you didn't uh, you didn't target was probably the judge program other than that I think you nailed it well that's good I'm glad I I really hope everything goes well uh, I'm excited as I said I, I when you made the announcement I got very excited and I just really is hoping because I really just want to bring rocks to this area the winter maps and all that and just kind of get involved and get the competitive play up and get the store uh, participation up. So, um, I, I, it's been great talking to you, Howard. Uh, if I do run into you, I'll come up and say hi at a big event and, it, and just thank you again. But, uh, I'm gonna do some shout outs. You know, I've talked with several people in this program, but I just like to thank everybody that's helped me with the program and especially you, Howard coming on. Uh, is there any other shout outs you'd like to do? 
Oh no, I think you've you've got some good ones here. Uh, maybe the Whiz Kids. Thank you. <laughs> oh yeah, they they. I, I'm I'm happy they reached out to you. That's awesome. Uh, I think that's that's amazing that they reached out. And you know, I think you are a great person to kind of help lead us into this next evolution with them. You know, working together. Uh, you know, uh, I don't have anything else. So I'd, I'd like to shout out to Devin, Michael, Jesse, John, Carl, CMBO, Mark, Malcolm, and all others who have helped me on this journey. Uh, email your comments and questions to lostinclicks at gmail.com or contact me on HC Realms under the ID of Colossus TN. Like our Facebook page, you can search on Facebook by typing in at HeroClicks Borderlands. Please rate and review the podcast under iTunes. They love having that. They love giving me some kind of rating. Love to hear your new WKO ideas and teams, even your Winamap teams or anything that you're thinking of. Uh, if you're looking for an online match or have a team you want to play against, you just contact me. Uh, just want to say thank you. Uh, thank you again, Howard, for being on. Uh, and to everybody out there, just keep rolling double sixes because with double sixes, you never miss. Peace out. <laughs>